tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Again, thank you for choosing us. It's October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this is going to be week two of us sharing stories of courage, survival, and hope. This morning, I will be speaking to Miriam Abla Anani. She is a breast cancer survivor. This woman's confidence and strength out of this world. And I am very much interested in finding out where she draws that strength from. important that we're sharing these conversations because we hear that these things are surging and we need to arm ourselves with all the knowledge we can all the information we can so that it is detected early if just in case there is an onset of breast cancer of any sort it is detected early and then our chances or your chances of survival um, is almost a hundred percent and that's what dr. Grace Backman shared with us and she will be joining us once again so the men call your wives your sisters your mothers your aunties your friends your male friends because they need to know to be able to assist educate and support the women in their lives
and remember that you have a lot of fight in you you can fight whatever situation and you can win and remember that we live in a world that's so full of distractions and that can make it difficult for us to be fully present with ourselves but it's important that we learn to be present to live in the moment to be there right there wherever you are you're not distracted you're present and you know what happens when you're present then you are being very intentional about showing up for yourself and also showing up for others in the big and the very small ways and this is one of the things that describes this lady for me she's she i mean i've wondered like where do you get your strength from what drives you why are you so confident why aren't you broken in any way and she will be sharing her story with us marianne good morning to you once again good morning and you're welcome thank you how are you fine thank you great Great, and I also have Dr. Grace Bachman on Zoom. Hi, Doc. Good morning to you. Hi, Adam. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? We're disturbing your Saturday mornings. It's <laughs> just for a short it's while. It's not easy. It's not easy. Oh, forgive <laughs> us. We'll be done soon. Forgive us. But you see, now that we have robed you into the family, I can't assure you of a full break. <laughs> don't worry i gladly accept it thank you so even when we are done with this and we need to wake you up we will wake you up it's for god and country <laughs> thank you so much and, and and miriam miriam spoke so well of you thank you for all that you're doing for these people thank you so much Hi, Miriam. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. She was telling me how you've been pampering her. God bless you. Uh, she says she, she can be very stubborn. And Dr. Grace would just be, I'm like, okay, we thank God for good people like Dr. Grace Backman. Thank you. And this month, um, for the whole month of October, Sunotech is partnering Joy FM, and that's how come we're doing all of these on the Cosmopolitan Mix daily tips uh, from Dr. Grace Backman on the Cosmopolitan Mix. So you want to stay tuned in there and listen to what you need to know and what actions you have to take. And then here on Home Affairs, um, between now and the end of the month, we'll be sharing survivor stories. And if you tune into the um, Strong and Sassy as well, that platform interviews couples, you know, um, 
a woman with breast cancer but the support they have had from their partners and their family members and so there's so much noise we are making there's so much awareness we are creating and it is just so we want to save uh, Dr. Grace Bachman says we want to save the boobs and also save the lives and that's why we are doing this Miriam yes tell me you woke up at age 28 someday and then what happened <clears throat> that story I always say as I don't know how to explain it I just woke up one day mm. it was evening time mm. I was going to take my shower and I could see like I was feeling pains in my breast the left breast and I was like let me massage it and see maybe the pains will go mm. I was started massaging it I could see there was something small inside the breast and it was so painful Wow you could feel it I could feel it and I was feeling the pain so severe just that once just that once so what the day before you didn't feel the pain nah wow so i just told my mom about it after finishing bathing and she said oh maybe it's something normal but she used pomade to rub okay. it it will go i rubbed it for six months the thing is starting to become big i spoke to my mom she said oh it you will were, go you were rubbing it for six months yeah with what pomade pomade in kuto and I mean, nothing clicked you to go to the hospital? Nah. Let me ask you, when you were rubbing it, was it feeling any better? Did the pain go away some, somehow? At times I will feel very relieved at times, but like evening time, I will still feel the pains again. And then you still rub it again? I would still rub it again because of okay. my stubbornness. Wow. Okay. So in six months, this pain started becoming severe and the lump was big now. Mm. I had a boyfriend. I confronted the guy because I don't want anyone to say, oh, you are having this and you didn't you tell me, me and now you are coming to get married to me and all those things. I don't mm. want trouble. So I said, let me confront him. And he said, oh, it's nothing. The sister had a lump in their breast and they removed it. So we should tell the sister about it. Through surgery? Yeah. Okay. So we spoke to the sister, and the sister was saying, Oh, we have to go to um, Kolebu Polytechnic, Polyclinic. So that to, I said, Man, This hospital staff, I don't like mentioning the name Kolebu self, I don't want to go. Wow. So he said, Okay, they have herbal medicines too. So that's when we started with the herbal. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm coming. Let me come to Dr. Dr. Bachman. Doc. <clears throat> Last week, at some point, I, I, I mean, at the beginning of the conversation, I brought you in because there are certain things that I, I don't understand. Um, someone has a lump in their breast or you wake up and you feel like your breast hurts. Of course, you will be alarmed. And if there's somebody around you, you will mention it just like you wake up and you have a headache and you would say that, oh, this morning my head aches really bad. Um why are people so dismissive of these things last week it was about the doctors and we spoke to them hopefully they won't be dismissive again why is it that as human beings or yeah when you see a thing like this why is it that the first thing that's i mean we don't think about okay let me go to the hospital to start with um, why is it that way? 
Okay. <laughs> um, so um, I think there are a number of um, factors that probably could account for that. And firstly, I, I feel sometimes people are just in denial mm. that probably it's nothing. Um, I mean, maybe as Miriam was just at home six months, she was hopeful that it's it was nothing. nothing and probably with time what she was doing at home could just let whatever she was feeling in the breast vanish and um sometimes i don't know whether to say it's ignorance as well mm. not too long ago one of the radiologists in um, our west Hill small facility did a scan for a lady and when he was doing the scan he himself was so worried for the lady because what he was seeing was quite bad and looks like the thing had advanced but this and apparently the lady had stayed home for several months still applying you know things on the breast and the lady seemed so relaxed and so comfortable and what we we're talking about was that is it that the person doesn't really understand the extent of what is happening you know and it, it happens a lot sometimes it's as if we the healthcare workers are more worried for the patients than the patients themselves are worried and probably they don't some might not really understand the extent of, um, you know, should I say damage that has been going on with all the delays that probably, you know, they staying at home would have caused. The other thing I think is that people feel if I don't go to the hospital, no one will tell me I have A, B or C. Mm. If you are home for the longest time, how would you know it's breast cancer or how would you know it's something that you should be so worried about. And usually when you talk to a number of people, that's what happens. And um, they'll tell you that if I don't come, you people will not find any big name or strange disease exactly. for me. And you also not slap me with any big bills. You know, sometimes I think that's one of the biggest care, even especially for those who have come, have been diagnosed and have to do some follow-ups. You just, you just lose them because they feel it's it's expensive, especially in this this time, you know, where people are already going through a lot of financial, you know, pressures. So all these myriad of factors come to play. And I think that's the reason why we are doing some of these things for people to understand that the earlier you present, the better. Miriam's six month window um, could have been a golden opportunity where she probably wouldn't have undergone some of the other you know, treatment modalities that eventually we realized that she went through. So whoever is listening now, irrespective of what you feel or what you're thinking or what the people around you, especially, um, and sometimes that's also the story, either a partner or maybe your mom, your aunt, or someone is telling you something. And we tend to have so much trust, you know, in these people. Someone is showing you a concoction to apply and you've forgotten about the hospital, you've forgotten about everything, and you have that, you know, deep-seated trust in this person that once, you know, this person is saying I should apply this, then, you know, it's going, it's going to help. And this is the point I say that let's all be mindful of these things. And if you are not well, at least the first place you should think about is the hospital. Or even if you are listening to someone, make sure the person is an authority or maybe a doctor or a nurse or someone who is an authority in the health space to give you an advice to know how to proceed with whatever is happening to you because okay. at the end of the day it's your body you know yeah. and ultimately you are responsible for all the actions irrespective of all 
you know, what the people around you tell you. Okay, thank you. So I have noted denial, ignorance maybe, fear, um, you know, fear of the unknown. Ignorance for some people is a lot of bliss. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at cost. We also are looking at, you know, people, the go-to people around you. I ask this question so that subsequently we also know where the gaps are to be able to direct our conversations. So this is letting us know that a lot of people are in denial. So how do we begin to have the conversations around breaking that denial um, for people to realize that it could be something and so proceed to having it checked? Then ignorance. Then it means that, look, we need to make a lot more noise. Um, are we targeting the right people? Are we reaching the right people? The medium we are using, is it really working? And then we need to look at all that again. Then how do we deal with fear? Because, of course, you go to the hospital and they tell you that you, you have cancer. You could even die out of fear and yeah. everything before you even start the treatment. How do we break those ones as well? And then the issues about the money. Then we will also look at how to educate the people around us and how, um, how accessible is the care? How accessible is the care? So I asked this question just so we could note the gaps so that it's not like we're just running around in circles and yet the message is not hitting home. Let me come back to you, Miriam. Okay. So six months... Um, you were rubbing it yes. with Unkuto. Yes. And the thing was getting bigger. bigger. Was it was it was it getting more painful too? Yeah. And I was I could feel the pains at my back too. And then eventually when somebody told you that you could go to Kolebu Polyclinic and have it checked, that one too you refused. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. I was hoping like the <laughs> herbal one will make me okay. So uh this guy said okay we should go to cape coast there's a herbal man there to give me that's medicines. your boyfriend yes we went to cape coast bought the medicines came back the medicine got finished i called the guy to give me back the medicine he said someone was attacking him from my mother's side my father's side oh so it has become a spiritual problem yes that's what he said mm. and i didn't want to believe him because I called my dad about this. He said, I shouldn't believe anything that anyone says. Because he was paying for the medicine. Who? Your, pa your father? My father. Okay. So he said, I shouldn't believe him. He said, anything that I would do to make me feel okay, I should do it. So at that point, neither you nor your family members thought that it could be cancer. They said I was okay because I was so fit, working in the house, doing everything. Because when I tell them, when I remove the breast to show them, they think, oh, it's normal. But did you know about... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Cancer at the time. Yeah, I cancer. knew about it because I was reading it. Your parents? 
um my dad thought it was something he didn't we were not staying together so he okay. came all the way from ashama to come and visit me and he said he wanted to check my breast he saw it and he got surprised he said and you are sitting down like this mm -hmm. won't you go to the i said where is the money if i ask you money you say you don't have so let me be on my own if i get the money i'll go i don't have it because wow. you guys want me to be to die or something so let me live my life the way i want to live it if i get the money i will go my mom, dear, she said, oh, it's nothing. But it will go. I want to believe that she didn't know. She didn't know. About breast cancer. She didn't, she didn't want to believe it. Okay. Because I'm the only child, the, the only girl mm. in the family too. So she didn't want to believe it. Mm. That's the denial. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get, I get, I get it now. So, but you were reading about it. Yes. And you knew. I knew it was that one. And a friend of mine was telling me, it's that one. I should go to the hospital. And so, still, no. Oh, I started going to the hospital. But they asked me to do biopsy. Mm. And I said, which one is the biopsy? I came to read about it. And I said, nah, I'm not going to. Putting this needle into my breast. No, I'm not coming again. For a year. And I waited again. Ah. Are you serious? I'm very serious. So when you went to the hospital, they did the first examination for yeah, you? Yeah, no, I went for like normal checkup. I was feeling very feverish and all those things. So I confided in the doctor, like, I'm feeling something in my breast and the breast too is heavy mm. and there's something in it. So he said, okay, he will examine it. He examined it and said, don't you think this thing is like a lamp in your breast? I said, I don't know anything, no, please. I don't want to know anything. You just decided not to know no. because you knew. I knew. You had read about it. I read about you it. You knew. I knew. You were just d living in denial. Yes. Wow. And he asked me to come to the hospital so that he would do the biopsy. And, and I read about the biopsy. I said, no, I'm not going. Ah. Okay. So after one year, what happened? I still like, okay, it was two years now. So the one year later, before I went to the hospital for the uh, normal checkup and I confronted the doctor about the situation. So I sat home for three years. Okay, so within those three years, from your own point of view, tell me the progression in the breast. Okay, my breast is very small. Like I would say it's like a tangerine type, like okay. the smallest one. It became very bigger than the tangerine, more than uh, orange, and it was like a pimples on it. And it was just one breast? It was just one breast. <laughs> this woman. And you were sitting at home? Yes. For three years? Three years. Within those three years, you had done the herbal medicine? The herbal medicines. And it didn't work? It didn't work. It was work. getting bigger? It was getting bigger. Now the breast was big, you had pimples around it? Yeah. It was, was it painful? very painful were you able to work with it move around with it working with it just to make me happy just to forget about all the things i'm going through mm. what, work, what work were you doing i'm a fashion designer okay so how was it impacting your your work okay at times when i feel the pains i don't work so i at times it's in the evening that i work i normally don't feel the pains in the evening so I'll just sit down and work everything in the night. In the morning, then I sleep. The sleep to me to not come because the pain is there. Mm. So what were you taking for the pain? Were you taking any medicines? Yeah, parastamol. Oh. Wow. So every time you're in pain, you just go for parastamol. Was it helpful? 
to an extent it's like it will ease the pain for like two hours then it will start, start again. again then you take another one again and i'll take another one again hey miriam god loves you god loves me so much god loves you seriously because doc i believe those three years anything could have happened Definitely. Um, I mean, this is, Miriam is a miracle. <laughs> she is a miracle. Three good years. That's, that, that was too long. Hey. You know, that, that, that was too long. <laughs> Tell me, so then eventually, what, dis- what made you decide to start getting treatment now? Okay, I, my auntie had a friend. She was her, an hairdresser. Mm. And my auntie told me this woman too is suffering from breast cancer. Okay. But her breast is rotting and all those things. But she's taking herbal medicine. So at, at that point, before then, had you now accepted that it was breast cancer? I didn't want to accept it. But it was. It was. There. I would just say it's a lump in the breast. It's not cancer. It's not cancer. Okay. Yeah. Of course, nobody had diagnosed you and told you yeah. you had breast cancer, so you were safe. <laughs> all right, let's go. So my auntie said, "Oh, I should see this woman to talk." to her about like what i'm going through because she knows too i was in pain mm. i spoke to this woman she said oh this herbal medicine man is giving her medicine it's working the rotting breast is coming to normal and all those things but she went to kolebu they said they want to cut the breast she doesn't want to cut the breast i, I said ah, if they want to cut the breast and you'll be fine why don't you cut it she said no she has not given birth and all oh. she was telling me all those things and i said okay if you said your own is like coming back to normal let me try that herbal medicine so he gave me the person's number we went there this man too saw me you know he said from my mother's side father's side someone is following you they don't want you to be fine i said i didn't come because of that i just came because <laughs> of medicine i don't care if anyone is following me even churches if i go they will tell me mother's side father's side someone is following you i don't know who is following me too wow so this man gave me the medicine came home it was uh within the lockdown period okay took the medicine three days four days i could see the scent of the medicine has changed i'm very sensitive with my nose what does it mean my nose is very sensitive no no no. i mean the changing of the smell of the medicine i don't know so i called this man he said someone has spoiled the medicine Uh because the person following me has spoiled the medicine wow why did i let the person see the medicine i said which person i don't know The medicine is in my shop, so how would the person see? And I'm not working for the past days too. So no one comes to my shop. It's only me. This man said, okay, he will send another one. But in a week time, my auntie called me to tell me, the woman who showed me the medicine man, she's dead. Wow. The hairdresser is dead. The woman with the ulcerated breast who was getting better. Yes and then directed you to the, the other person yeah. passed on she's dead i was so confused that day i cried all the way from my junction to my house just crying on the road why were you crying i was asking myself, if this woman is dead then i'm going to die because mm. if her own is even rotten and me my own is even bigger and i'm not doing anything about it then i'm going to die okay so did that give you any wake-up call it got me a wake-up call. Okay. I said, I, okay, let me tell someone about it. Tell anyone who wants to help me. So it had to take somebody to die yes. for you to now wake up 
and realize that you you are headed for destruction. Yes. <laughs> so this lady that the hairdresser that died was a friend to my auntie. So I said, okay, let me tell my auntie and use that opportunity to tell her about my situation so that if they can help, they are the extended family side. If they can help, I'm okay. Anything, even if it's like small money for me to go to the hospital or to do anything, I'm okay. So I told my auntie and she was saying, ah, all this, why, why didn't you come and tell me? I said, I thought you knew. Said, I didn't know anything because you always don't talk to people about anything. You just come to chat with me and you go home. She said, okay, she will call the uncles, the, all the relatives to tell them to give me money. About 12.30, 2 o'clock, this woman called me, my auntie called me. I should come for 1,000 cities to go to any clinic I want to go. I was so shocked. I said, ah. So all this why I have people that can back me, and I was just sitting at home. So was your problem money, or you were just being stubborn? Was Money your... and stubbornness. Everything put together. Yes. Okay. So my auntie gave me the money. I said, okay, since I've been going to police hospital, let me start with police hospital. We went there. I did every last and everything. But luckily, the surgeon and the doctor that saw me that a year ago to, to tell me to do the biopsy. That you ran away. That I ran away. Saw me with my nose mask on. He asked, I know you, this girl. I know you, pa. And he went to his office, came back again. I know you saw my boyfriend too. said, I know you too. Hmm. It's been a year. Why are you still, why are you not coming? We didn't say anything. He said, okay, let everyone go. I'll take care of you. We sat in the office, spoke everything, saw the breast, said, Miriam, do you know this breast is sports? I said, I don't know anything, no. unless you do anything about it before I'll know. I'll confirm it is sports. So he said he will do the bouncy. Are you ready to do the bouncy now? I said, oh, yeah. Since, do you have money? I said, oh, my auntie wants to pay for everything now. For me to know what exactly is wrong with me. So I have money. We did the bouncy. The bouncy came out. They said it wasn't nothing. It was just water in the breast. Mm. The doctor said, no. He's a surgeon. When he, see a, he sees a breast cancer breast, he, he sees it. it. He, he knows very well. He will do another bouncy. Am I ready? I said, oh, me, I'm always ready now. I just want to be feel free now. He did the second bowels. He took like a month because of the lockdown period. Came back, it was breast cancer. When they told me all those things, the only thing I was just telling him, will I be fine? Because the you matron... You be bothered. I'm not bothered. The matron over there like spoke to me like her child. Like she uh, sat me down to tell me, people with like the prison officers, police officers, doctors, some are... Um, nurses and they are suffering from breast cancer. They are, they are now fine. They are, not, they are all survivors. So I can also survive. I should do anything the doctor asked me to do. Okay. So I said, okay, if this woman has faith in me, why don't I go and do anything the, the doctor asked me to do? do? So they referred me back to Kolebu. That's when the journey started. Now my auntie said she doesn't have money. Oh. I was so worried. Where am I going to get this chemo money from? Oh. Every month you have to pay like 400 cities. Where am I going to get them this money? Because I'm not working too. But luckily, I could see God was still on my side. I had a white man friend. He came down because of the lockdown. In the lockdown period, he ran away back to the States. I spoke to this man and he said, okay, Miriam, if only you can work 
and get half of the amount, I'll send you half of it. I said, okay. Even if I'm not strong, I'll do anything to get the half of the amount and so that this man will give me half. He, he sent all the half of the amount for the eight cycles. Wow. And at times, he will send extra money for the labs to... I was so much... When I finished my chemo, I called him, thanked him, and blessed him because he's not my relative. I don't know him from anywhere. He's just a friend. And when I started this chemo to... Oh, my family. Don't talk. They said, I've taken, what, poison. I want to kill myself. Because my hair was gone. Forgive them. It's ignorance. Yeah. My hair was gone. I was becoming dark. My mom said, I've taken poison. My brother said, yeah, oh, I want to die. So they should leave me. So I have to leave Osu to Ashiyama. No one knew me there. If I'm dark, I'm fair. No one knew I was dark or whether fair. Wow. Just to get a fresh mind over there. Hmm. I could see they were, they didn't know anything about the chemo. Yeah. I tried to educate them, but they no. still don't want to, uh, like, accept it's cancer. They said, I'm just trying to... To kill put, yourself. Yes. When I heard it from my brother, that my, that my brother too is dead now. I oh. heard it from him. Like, I felt he was so close to me. When I heard it, I just cried and I told him, I'm going to leave this house. And when I am fine, I'll come back. Wow. I came back in seven months' time. And you were fine? I was so fine. He was so shocked. Miriam, you are a miracle. Yeah. You are a miracle because three years plus, with all the things you were doing, the only thing I'm just realizing that I know my take home from this is, had you paid attention to it right from the beginning, you wouldn't have suffered this much. Yeah. You wouldn't have gone from, uh, you know, bad to worse to worse yeah. and now looking for money and all that. It just, I mean, it, it probably, because even after allowing yourself to go through all that process, it still took just about seven months for you to get treatment. Yeah. And then you were okay. You are a miracle. Yeah. I, I will come back to Doc to find out how some people are so lucky in, in, in some of these things. Sending big waves into motion Like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match But I can make an explosion Home Affairs, and um, we are sharing stories of courage, hope, and survival. And Miriam Abla Anani is my guest.
also have Dr. Grace Backman, chief servant of Sonatech Medical Center, on the call. and enrich your breakfast with the nourishing goodness of Dano Milk Cool Cow Instant Powdered Milk. The rich taste of Dano Milk makes a perfect combination with your tea, oats, cocoa and to give you that great tasting breakfast you've always desired. Dano Milk Cool Cow is fortified with vitamin A and it's also a good source of protein and nutrients such as vitamin B12 and iodine to help keep you nourished and strong always. Dano Milk is affordable and in a shop near you. Choose Dano Milk today for your nourishment and your strength. Dynamil, go for it. This advert is FDA approved. And yay, Yum Vita Infant Cereal with Milk is fortified with Nutri-V and it contains 16 essential vitamins and minerals including zinc, iron and calcium to aid in baby's healthy growth. It comes in three delicious flavors, maize and wheat, rice and wheat variants and also in three unique pack sizes, the 50 gram, the 400 gram tea and the 350 gram block bottom pouch. Get the pack size that best suits your family needs. Yum Vita, a delicious way to grow. Let me share with you MTN Momo security tip one. Make sure money has been deducted from your wallet when sending money to avoid a multiple sending. And this is from MTN. Yes, for your eye care challenges, look no further. Amasha Partners Limited and Eye Care has everything you need. Your eyes deserve the best care and quality designer eyeglasses. And Amasha Partners and Eye Care, they undertake the following services. Supply of designer frames, side testing, um, supply of lenses, sunglasses, contact lenses, ophthalmologist in attendance, and general treatment. Locate us at La Obso Trade Fair Spinters adjacent ICGC before the Community 18 Junction in McCarthy Hill, their Obsid Benjay Lodge, North Kanishi. You will find them um, at Swan Lake Obsid Green Hand Junction, Achimota. They are inside the Dinswa Plaza, second floor, Takraje Axim Road, Obsid CBG Bank, Ho Obsid Housing Junction, Kumase Airport Roundabout, Kolibu Obsid ECG, and Koferidra Central Hospital Road. And when you go to Tema, they are inside the Meridia Plaza that's in Tema Community 1. Numbers to call 0302939850 and 0302778827. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Once again, Yum Vita Infant Cereal is milk for kids and it's fortified with Nutri-V and it contains 16 essential vitamins including zinc, iron and calcium and all of this will aid in the healthy growth. Los mejores viajes. 
nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Of your baby. It also comes in three delicious flavors. You can choose to have the maize, have the weeds, or um, the rice variants. Oh no, you have the maize, you have the wheat, you have the rice and wheat variants. It also comes in three unique pack sizes. One, the 50 gram, two, the 400 gram tea, and then you also have it in the 350 gram block bottom pouch. Get the pack size that best suits your family. Yum Vita, a delicious way to grow. MTN Momo Security Tip 2. Do not share or expose your Momo pain under any circumstance. Tip 2 again. Never ever share or expose your Momo pain under any circumstance. me confidence all day. Anytime you meet Ama, don't be surprised I smile showing my beautiful white teeth because I don't have cavity thanks to Kel Charcoal Toothpaste for its natural charcoal properties. In fact, we are like twins. I can't go without my Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Sabi, why are they use Kel Charcoal Toothpaste morning and night when I go bed self? It make my teeth white when it come out every cent for my mouth inside. My confidence level, they go up so I they show my 32 teeth all. Introducing the Kel Charcoal Toothpaste, formulated with activated bamboo charcoal powder, ensures whiter teeth and removes bad breath. The strong natural property of the activated bamboo charcoal removes bacteria, absorbs surface stains on our teeth caused by coffee, wines, and tobacco. Welcome, Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Kel Charcoal Toothpaste. Sankofa Yenti. Kel Happy Smile. This advert is FDA approved. Hello, please. Am I speaking to Miss Joanna Kuma? Yes, please. Uh-huh. My name is Philip and I'm calling from MTN. Someone has just sent you money and we will need you to enter your PIN number so that we can put the money in your account. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Dada, MTN will never ask you for your PIN. Never reveal your PIN to anyone under any circumstances. And if you are not sure, always check the number. MTN will only call you with a dedicated number. 0244-300,000. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. We are good together everywhere you go. In life, choice is good, but Choice Plus Safety is way better. Your safety and comfort is paramount. Under the cylinder recirculation model, you can buy LPG in a safe environment. All cylinders are inspected and maintained to the best safety standards, so your safety is assured. Just take your empty cylinder to the nearest exchange point and swap it for a filled cylinder. Different cylinder sizes will be available to meet your pocket size. Imagine cooking in a smoke-free environment. This will improve the health and well-being of you and your family. 
choose LPG in a safer model of distribution. Cylinder recirculation model, securing your safety, creating more jobs. A message from the National Petroleum Authority under the patronage of the Ministry of Energy. essential vitamins and minerals including zinc, calcium and iron for your baby's healthy growth. Yum Vita, a delicious way to grow. This advert is FDA approved. The church will rise as the highest of all the mountains and saviors will be raised in the church to deal with the world system and let it be now. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the great commission. They are equipped in righteousness, the agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost Hour. Pentecost Hour comes to you on Joy 99.7 FM, 1.30 p.m. every Sunday. but we believe in ourselves because we're going to fight to the end. If you're just joining us, this is Home Affairs. We have been sharing stories of hope, courage, and survival. And this morning, my guest is uh, Miriam Abla Anani, stubborn survivor, miraculous survivor, one woman that God, God overloves. You know, I missed her stubbornness and everything. God just loves her and, you know, has just decorated her. Miriam, yeah. you're blessed. Thank you. And God loves you so much. Amen. I hope you know that. Yeah. Great. Tell me, you mentioned that you, you, you had a boyfriend. You still have your boyfriend? No. What happened? On my eighth cycle of chemo, he told me he's tired. Oh. And I didn't know what, why he was tired because he was not paying for anything. <laughs> oh dear this woman he wasn't paying for anything anything i just want a care and love and you say you are tired okay not knowing he has impregnated another lady oh that's why he said he's tired 
He said I didn't want to give him babies. And I said, me too, I'm not ready. Is it that you weren't ready or you were not well? You were not well. I was pregnant for him and I had a miscarriage. Oh, wow. I could see he wasn't the one for me. When I had a miscarriage, I could see he wasn't the one. I mean, was it during the period you were going through treatment? No. Okay. Before then. I had my chemo and all those things. Yeah, but during it was during the time that you still had your breast but, issues. Yeah. You were pregnant during it? Yes. And then you had a miscarriage? Yeah. So you were battling pain in your breast because at the time you didn't know it was cancer. Yes. And you got pregnant for him? Yes. And then you had a miscarriage? Yes. But why would you say that he wasn't the one for you? Why would why? I get a miscarriage when God wants me to be? Okay, maybe God wants me to give birth for this guy. But why do? Why would this baby just go away? Because he's not the one. But That's you were not well. No, Anything could he have wasn't been the, the one. That's what I believe. But you were still with him? Yeah. Uh-huh. So now, what are we saying? Because of his care and all those lies and, oh, I love you. You'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Don't worry. This sickness will go. But all of a sudden, this guy changed. He came to visit me and Ashram. I saw my hair that was gone. He said, I have made his feelings go away. So he's not coming to hug me, boo. Oh. And when then, I mean, you needed him most. Yeah. How did that make you feel? You seem like you don't care about anything, like, but I'm sure it affected you in a way. Yes, it affected me because I remember when he told me he didn't want to date me again and all those things. They gave me my chemo drugs, like the ones that we take at home to boost our immune system and everything. They give us sleeping tablets. I took all the sleeping tablets, like 10 pills or 12 pills. I took all. Abba. At once. At once. You were supposed to take it one? One or half. So why did you why why did you take all of it? I just wanted to die. Because I could see there's nothing for me to live now. Oh. And this was because of him. Yeah. Wow. I took all I took the uh, sleeping tablets around ten. Around twelve I woke up. I could see God doesn't want me to die. No, he's not done with you. And then I could see I I was listening to this um man of God, he was praying. And he was saying, why do you want to take your life? God has a purpose for me. I said, ah, this one is talking to me. Why do I want to kill myself because of this stupid boy? When I have things to do, people's close to so, to get money. And moreover, you are not the one giving me the money to. Let me forget it and wake up and start sewing my things. That's when I forgot about him. So you haven't been in a relationship since No. Then. Has he seen you now? Yeah. He sees me and he just bowed down his head. Wow. Is he married to the other person now? No. He said he doesn't love that girl too. It's you he loves? No. Another person. He doesn't know what he wants in <laughs> okay, life. Okay, now I agree he's not for you. Yes. So let's stop talking about him. <laughs> At least there's something to smile about. <laughs> wow. So how do you feel now? Oh, I feel very good, strong, and I'll say, okay... Since I have people backing me, like I would say, God is backing me. God is the first person backing me. Yeah. Secondly, I have doctors backing me. Mm. I have survivors backing me. Mm. I have friends backing me. Mm. And that, that friend, I don't know how to say it. When I tell her, oh, Annie, I'm not feeling okay. This girl will be so worried about me. She would just, she's not, she's a first staying in Osu, but she's now in Cape Coast. Is she also a survivor? No, she's okay. just a best friend. Wow. She just come all the way to Osu just to see me. 
to feel okay. Because the way I'm complaining, oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm this. Why are you always complaining? Have you eaten? Do you want money to eat? I said, I don't have money. I'll send you money to eat. Wow. And she's a young girl too. So your treatments, what you had, like, um, you also did the chemo. You've talked yeah. about chemo. What else did you have to do? I did surgery and radiotherapy, the okay. radiation. The surgery, is it the mastectomy? Yeah, the mastectomy. Removing uh, all the breasts. The, the two one breast, just one? Just one. Just the one. Okay. And you're okay? You feel yeah, I'm okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Beautiful. Uh, the day on the surgery, when they finished the surgery, I was asking my, I was so confused. Why am I in this hospital? I was so confused. I didn't know why I was there. Mm. But I woke up and I saw the chest. Ah, I came to remove my problem. My problem is gone. <laughs> I like you. I honestly like you. Nobody can be sad around you. <laughs> I'm happy you feel well. Yeah. Um... And, and looking on to, you know, new beginnings, new life strength and everything. Thank you also for coming to share your story with Thank us. Thank you. Is there anything you want to say, like you want to send a message out there to people who are listening, you know, um, yeah. We shouldn't give up on ourselves and we should always trust in God. There's one thing I was expecting you to say you didn't say. What? People, sh not, they shouldn't be too stubborn. Yes, they shouldn't be stubborn too. They should listen. They should listen. They should follow through with treatment. Yes. And listen and to listen to the doctors very well. Thank you. I needed you to drum that in. Listen to them. And they should take their medicines. When they are given the medicine. Yes. I mean, and they stop one side too. Great. And they shouldn't take all their ten uh, sleeping tablets in a bit to yes. die. Yes. Because you will not die. God not will die. not kill you. <gasps> Miriam, I'm so happy you came around here. It doesn't look like we're talking about breast cancer and all the pain it comes yeah. with i said i wanted to ask you a question i'm running out of time okay where do you draw your strength from the strength the drive because it's very unusual i would say i'm god's favorite so from god wow we will i will be bringing you because i i need to I, I, daniela lusa we need to create a motivational segment in this show and then miriam will be the motivator she's just too strong a human being for me and i admire you so much thank you let me go to doc doc with all of this Hi, i don't even know what you want to say again but yeah you have few minutes to talk to us about just anything you want to talk about <laughs> okay so i mean um i think for me generally miriam's story the two main things i would want to draw attention to is yeah. that one it's not everyone that would be very lucky like miriam was that's true. the three-year wait is totally not <laughs> acceptable and yeah everyone's cancer behaves differently mm you know there are different grades of the cancers different types you know different stages so you never know what stage what grade miriam's cancer was so if you're listening and you feel that if miriam was able to survive after three years mm -hmm. and you can also survive being at home after three years no way you'll be deceiving yourself no yes way. no two cases are the same so um just to drown this home that once she has gone through this doesn't necessarily mean that another person will be able to stay three years without you know having any issues yeah and so there's still that need for us to get screened and for us to report early when there is any issue the second part is about mental health and breast cancer you realize in miriam's case that she was always holding on to something yeah. and it's not even head most of the survival stories um you know i've i've listened to even last week you realize that they win the battle right 
in their brains. Like, I mean, they have this drive, this um, assurance, mm. this holding on to something that makes them feel irrespective of what comes their way. They are going to go through, they are going to win the battle. And I feel it's very important. And now she's sitting here saying the story and we are all smiling, but I'm sure when she was going through it at that point in time, you know, it was quite tough for her. And just to all of us, even if breast cancer should ever come your way, or probably you are listening and you are going through treatment now, don't lose hope. Because once you lose hope, it's like you you are already trying to lose the battle Mm. ahead of, you know, time. So it's it's important for you to also hold on to something. For Miriam, it was God. It was just it God. was yes, it was the people around her. It's it's we all need that support. And for all those of us who probably have encountered people in our lives with breast cancer or any other form of you know cancer, let's be mindful of the things we say. Let's be very mindful of the kind of supports we give them because they they drive inspiration from us so i think um this is what um i would end with doc thank you very much again we can't overemphasize that and we can't say it loud enough miriam is just one 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 exceptional case you know just one exceptional case that she went on and on and on those three years could have been fatal could have been there anything could have happened and like we're saying her story may not be your story and we're drumming early detection early detection early detection so doc next week what we will do is that we will go through the process again next week um how to do the examination i'm sure we'll have something to show on social media whilst you're talking about it here and i also would want to find out from you next week when you come why people tend to abandon the treatment they start and they stop they start and they stop until sometimes it gets to a point where nothing can be salvaged but we will answer those questions next week and i'd like to say a very big thank you to you dr grace bachman um let me say that she is the chief servant at sonatec medical and diagnostic center doing great work out there god bless you so much and then i'm sure during the cosmopolitan mix we will also talk about some of the the screening centers that people can come and also have them um their breast screened or if we have some time here i will mention some of the centers and if it is close to you please you go and get a free screening also send me a message on zero five five one 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 nine nine seven sonotech they have given us vouchers to give away so i have one for ultrasound scan i have another one for mammogram if mammogram that's from when you are age 40 and above right Yes, yes. So age 40 and above and you want to do mammogram, I have one voucher for one person and then I have another one for um, ultrasound sc- uh, scan of your breast. So send messages to 055 We will call you and you can pick up those vouchers on Monday. Thank you, um, Miriam, and thank you, Doc. Thank you for having us. Great. I am happy you came through.
all students of Ebri Girls are calling all students, young and old. Saturday is the night of reminiscing. All roads lead to Osu, the 1998 Ebri Girls Old School Ebri Old Girls Association. It's calling everyone to join them at Shades Lounge Experience in Osu Accra to join them for an unforgettable experience. You get to eat, drink, dance, and connect all towards a worthy cause. Get out your Kalkani jeans, your bling bling, or come as you are. It's 7.30 p.m. till you drop an entry. is entirely free. And from the shores of Ghana to London to record the first album, Ghana's most sensational group duo, the Tego Sisters, are celebrating 40 years in music and 10 years of philanthropic work. Sunday, 15th October, there will not be a single star in, in the skies. All the stars will gather at the Accra International Conference Center to celebrate with the Tego Sisters on their 40th anniversary. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In music with a gospel explosion concert. Red carpet starts at 4 p.m. sharp. Dress code white with a touch of ruby red. Oh, wow. You have loads of artists performing. Tickets is 300 CDs for premium, 200 CDs um, for regular. Uh, VVIP is 300. Premium is 200 and 100 CDs for regular. Table is uh, for eight going for 4,000 CDs. For tickets and table reservation, dial star 899 star 400 hash or call 0204-484-534 or 050-750-798 or visit www.tagosisters.com. Support a Stambic Bank, Cup Farm, Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, um, Huggle Transport, Specialized Water, Nanakabo Ventures and Champion Dishes. Media partners are Dum FM, Adum TV, Joy FM, and Joy Prime, powered by Linmat Media Solutions and Thend Productions. All right, so earlier on, I told you that I was going to have conversations with Arabna Adole Anda. She is the author of Besiaba and Other Stories. Rabna, good morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Good morning and thank you for having me. Great. Um, so we'll go straight into it. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to write Besiaba and other stories. Okay, my background started in banking, uh, marketing and human resource development. And uh, I started by writing articles on customer service, service delivery standards, in fact, interpersonal relationships. Mm. And um, what I started, I wrote Besiaba because growing up... Um, and I, Besiaba means girl, right? Girl or lady. child okay, in, the, in girl that can. Child. Besiaba means girl child in that can language. And uh, uh, as, a, as a, a mother and a grandmother and also a, a woman... With, with was, swag. 
<laughs> no, I'm supporting the, the Breast Cancer Month. I why tell wearing you, pink? The way you have sugared this morning. My <laughs> God. Please, I hope she is on Facebook. <laughs> yes, we are on Facebook. Besiaba GH. On no, Facebook. I actually mean I hope we are streaming so people oh, okay. can see oh, okay. the grandma with swag. <laughs> They say yo mo bega. Dive. Kenya shinya how we magole. So I I I realized that um, it's like uh, the book is uh, is like what I wish I'd known when I was younger, mm. but it's in a, in a story form. Okay. So it it shows uh, gender biases, educational disparities, you know, uh, societal expectations on girls. Girls are often the ones to relieve the f the family of uh, uh, financial burdens. True either to go and serve as a maid or to be married off mm -hmm. so that fa family can be supported financially. So these are some of the things that I observed. And I remember growing up to um, the, the house health we used to have. You know, when you're going to school, you, you can see from their demeanor, they wish they could go to school and learn. And uh, uh, sometimes you come back from school and you ask, where's the house girl? And you'll be told um, her father has come for her to be to get married mm. and I she's a, my playmate just a few years younger than me and I just couldn't understand all this so all these things and um, as I grew I, uh, I joined uh, women's groups often in executive positions so we come across uh, women and girls facing challenges you know so uh, I want girls to be equipped um, as they come of age the things they should look out for the, uh, uh, they should have a dream. Mm. They should pursue what they want to do. Mm. They should not be discouraged. You know, so I wanted to show stories. You know, it's not as if, oh, do this, don't do that. Within the stories, as you read, you yourself be able to see the areas you should avoid and the positives you should uh, attach yourself to. So that's why I wrote Besiaba and other stories. I want young girls to be empowered, to believe in themselves, and chart a path for themselves in life. And I am I am happy that they are in story forms. You know, so mm -hmm. you're you're reading the stories and you're learning. Yes. It's not like you're re reading a long winding novel or literature that you know you will have to make inferences and get yes. um, uh, the meaning. Mm -hmm. So that's that's so unique. And thank mm -hmm. you for doing that for uh, Mesiaba. Yes, it's Mesiaba. It's yeah. a, a girl, one girl child. Yeah. As an example. Both. And this this also a conversation starter for the adults in their lives. How do you talk to your uh, adults? So this book is girl? not for the kids. It's yes, for everybody. For everybody. As a parent, as a guardian, as a teacher, how do you talk to your adolescent uh, child about life issues? love relationships sex marriage mm. these are conversation starters um, um support groups women support groups men support with boys and girls support groups can use this as case studies to bring out the issues and not only to bring them out to take steps to address these uh, issues okay. the disparities in education and uh, this, the extreme societal expectations placed on girls great I mean, men can have access to it, to the book as well, right? Yes, okay, yes. Great. <laughs> and it's not only for girls. You know, girls, we are born in, in a family with, with male, with, with boys. Mm. We get married to the men. Mm. Uh, we have uh, male children. Mm. So it's not only uh, 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 for girls. Yeah. There's a story about um, 
that showcases some of the negative upbringings that boys go through that affect them later in life. And the, and it affects the girls because yes. you end up in marriage with yes. them. Yes, yes. So there has to be a balance. It can't Thank only you. be about the girl child. What about the boy child? That's so there's true. a story uh, there also for the boy child. We appreciate that. You wanted to share a paragraph from you know one of the stories with us. Yes, okay. yes. I read, Besiaba was doted on by her four big sisters. It was as if they were her mother. She didn't know why, but she felt as if she was a, a big disappointment to her parents, especially her father, who'd always push her away when she ran towards him to welcome him from work. She sometimes heard her parents quarreling, and it was often about money. Her father frequently shamed her mother with caustic remarks such as, you are not good enough to produce boys. I should have married Araba Jean instead of you. <laughs> Beseba wondered who Araba Jean was. Her father kept on threatening that the girls would have to drop out of school and that he was wasting his money on them. He insisted that the first two girls should drop out of school since they, they would soon get married. Besiaba's older sisters were 14 and 15 years old. Her mother pleaded with him, but to no avail. Besiaba heard some, th something that sounded like slaps and mama making whimpering sounds of distress and pain. Her sisters couldn't look at each other as they heard those sounds coming from the bedroom. Mama usually came out of the room teary-eyed, but with a brave face, pretending that nothing had happened. She did this by asking an obviously non-relevant question such as, who moved that chair? Mm. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I mean, my, my ears are wide, uh, you know, <laughs> opened, wanting to hear more. But of course, time is not on our side. Is it out yet? Is the book out yet? The, the book will be launched in um, January. Okay. So, um, so we are preparing oh, towards that big yes, launch. Yes. Beautiful. So our social media handles are Bisiaba GH on Facebook and Instagram for right. now. We can't can wait. Us. We can't wait. And in the period, we will still be bringing you teasers so that when the book comes, you can grab your copy. We'll tell you where to find them and how much you can get them for. And of course, like she's saying, women's groups, people who are interested in young, grooming young people. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.